I feel like that should be the first point of discussion. <laughs> well, it didn't record because it crashed. <laughs> or maybe I just touched it. Oh, no, that's working fine. It's uh, just accidentally it's just paused. Being a little Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Randon Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Brought to you by definitely yeah. reliable Windows. Mm. Hey, 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 it wasn't a Windows problem, okay? <laughs> it was me touching the... Shut up. <laughs> uh... This is episode eight. We've made it. We've made yeah. it to where most podcasts fail. Damn straight. So we've got to do at least one more so we can, we can increase <laughs> we the can trend. We can fail freely afterwards. <laughs> uh, so this is a long form one. I'm going to set a timer because I actually have to go to work. Uh, <laughs> which is why we did it at this time. Just so that we don't take an hour like last time. So I'm going to set a 10 minute timer for the first segment. Let's do it. So weren't you going to take some time, <laughs> wasn't that the point, <laughs> to relax? <laughs> yeah, so technically I'm on annual leave at the moment. Uh, yeah, it was, I was meant to take some time off and go away. The problem was, A, I didn't know what was going to happen with the borders. Mm. It kept on being, so last, uh, about a month ago, one of our friends took some time off and went to Perth. And whilst he was relaxing at a cafe, overheard a con- uh, conversation about how there might be lockdowns happening, and then basically hightailed it out of there. <laughs> so I didn't really want to go anywhere whilst I was still sitting there with my phone, checking the news every five minutes. And just this morning, you know, this yeah, is like the twenty fourth like. of May, even though it might be a week later when you guys hear it, um, there might be a couple of possible cases. So I'm glad I'm staying within the state. Mm. And because I was umming and ahhing so much, I never really. Like, I put in the leave request from my public practice, but because I was having an hiring, I never really put in the request for the private practice. And I also work in a pretty geographically diverse area where a lot of the other people in my group don't work. So it gets a bit tough to try and cover everything last minute, and it just takes a bit longer. Uh, so I decided that, you know, whilst I was staying locally, because if you think about going anywhere interstate, one day is spent traveling. So yep. I just kind of go, well, Normally, I'd take today, travel mm. somewhere, arrive in the afternoon, and not really do much that day. It'd be every other day. But because I'm only going a couple of hours away, um, just spend, and most of the next two weeks, my lists are Monday and Friday. So then I've got the middle of the week off. So just take the middle of the week off and go somewhere, and just far easier to organize. And yep. as a result, instead of having going somewhere just for like the two-week period, I'm just doing two little mini trips instead. Mm. So I get to see a bit of variety. And so I'm going to go to Bendigo, which is a small country town about two hours away. I haven't been there since I was in medical school. Uh, So uh, it'll be good to actually see what's changed there. It's good rotation. I liked it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I was there with some of our other friends for, for a very short period of time. And... Then after that, I'm going to a national park, the Grampians, which I've never been to, even after like living in Melbourne for decades. Uh, So the only interesting thing about that is that the only reason I still haven't booked it is there's like this gap in all the Tesla charging network just hitting out. (laughs) So I I actually have to try and figure out because all the things that I've figured out um, involve driving into the Grampians for about 40 minutes, half an hour to 40 minutes. Mm. There's a couple of towns that are closer but then I have to drive out and one of the charges is like an olive farm that's open every other day so maybe, maybe for a while surely all you need is just a power cable right 
overnight? Well, none of the none of the accommodation is marked, and all the photos that I can see don't seem to have any external power cords. What if you just stay in a little cabin with a extension power cable coming out the window? So I was looking at that, but it's going to be raining. Uh, yeah, Melbourne problems. <laughs> yeah. So I did look into, yeah, is this yeah. going to be safe? And I don't think so. So maybe this is one of those rent-a-car times for that. Yeah, Once yeah, every so couple I, of years, you do need to. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So I haven't quite finalized. There's a couple of other places that I'm that are still in the short list, but yeah, that's the plan. So if it does start raining and I can't go on hikes, which uh, leads me to the next thing you think you're going to ask about dabbling in Python. Hmm. Yeah, I, I saw you the other day. <laughs> like, how do I do this? <laughs> uh, so it's actually pretty interesting that I'm getting requests from medical work to help solve tasks that are best solved with programming. Hmm. So yeah, it's kind of, I'm going to actually ask in the next, in the near future, just to see a couple of people. So there's another guy at work who's very into Flutter programming and making apps. So he's hmm. done this entire really good app, which takes all the perioperative instructions. So let's say you have diabetes or you have, uh, I don't know, you're on blood thinners for whatever conditions. So you basically tap what management plan you want. So let's say it's, you're on blood thinners, you tap blood thinners. What's it for? What's the surgery? Here's your instructions, and it just comes out, and you can just screenshot it and send it to um, the patient, or you can nice. just say it over the phone. It just summarizes everything into just a three-step process. Perfect. Uh, which is really good, because yeah. it solves the, oh, I can't remember that specific What's one. What's the protocol nowadays yeah. for X, Y, and Z combo? The problem is, however, he's the only one developing it, and like, you know, he'll want to go on leave, something will change. He doesn't mm. want to be the sole provider of doing everything for it. And, yep. you know, eventually we're not going to work for the, like, even if we do work for the rest of our lives, life has a term. <laughs> it that is a terminal condition. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to, so he was asking what's the best way. So do we hire, like, sorry, do we hire an like, external company to develop it further? Mm. Do we form a core group? Because there's one other guy who's heavily into Flutter programming and could probably do it. And I was kind of saying, look, if we make it a core group, you might want to talk to the executive team bosses because otherwise next hiring round, it'll be like, oh, cool, you're a great anaesthetist. Yeah. Can you program? No. Well, sorry. Well, maybe that becomes, I think that should actually become part of what is a part of a requirement. Well, the other way to approach it would be to go, what I'm going to try and do is say to the powers that be, it's like, hey, I'm interested. I just haven't got the time to actually get upskilled. Can I actually use it as like, we've got study leave and conference leave and all that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, there's no conference that I need to attend. It's <laughs> literally, I just need to sit down and get through the course. <laughs> but can I actually use study leave? Because it is now a requ it's request it's coming work. from yeah. other peers, even though it's not technically clinical work. It's just technically you do a lot of non-clinical work as well, all of the... Yeah, you know, but th that's all the other stuff. So this is it. not counted as non-clinical work yet, mm. so should it be? So it'll be an interesting thing, because if I can, then I would love to get through the Python stuff, because the same guy for one of his other hats has asked to help automate some slide creation for like our uh, weekly meetings. Sounds like it would be perfect to automate the boring stuff. <laughs> for well, people that, that is... don't know, that's a book. <laughs> if you oh, have a learning program, it actually course. be good. <laughs> I'm just using the Udemy course, so the same, like, it's actually much more fun. But the PDF is free. <laughs> so, uh, like, 10 bucks for the course. So like, expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, so what, what, how have you been spending your time? Well, it's been nice sort of being back from Locum, um, sort of different pace. But I'm also kind of looking back, looking forward to heading back to Perth again in a bit. Um, but in the meantime, I guess now is kind of back to my project time and doing a bit of learning time. 
And the thing that I think I've noticed the most is I've always got like, you know, a whole bunch of things I'm working on at the same time. Uh, but I'm enjoying doing them in series rather than parallel. So I believe you may have done this as a separate podcast, which I didn't know about. So a few years ago, some uh, medical students started out, we'll link it actually, it's called Eternal Possibilities. And they started a podcast series just interviewing medical people doing interesting stuff. And I think they want to talk about my photography um, projects on the side at the time. Uh, and I think I passed them on to you as well when you had your nebula yeah, hat on. Might have, uh... Yeah, so literally they were like, is there any advice? And the advice that I gave was something I read ages ago, which is uh, based on the fact that in the modern day, instead of having one big career, you tend to do two or three. And they're expecting that by the time, like the next 30 years or so, when life expectancy is roughly about 100, most people will have a 10-year career, then they'll get bored and they'll change, and you'll have about roughly seven. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to do everything in parallel, like if you have like seven interests, Mm -hmm. Do them in series, like do one them after the other, like because there is something to be said about being able to spend enough time on a project to get competent and then eventually yeah. get bored and then move on versus trying to juggle many hats. And also, there's a bit of inertia I find, depending on the type of work you're doing. But a lot of stuff that I enjoy doing is deep work sort of stuff, where it actually takes a little bit of time to get going to get your head in that space. Oh, literally and... the same Python Flutter issues yeah exactly like whenever you're learning something new it's i find personally just immersing yourself in that world just makes it easier because you get up go to sleep thinking about that all day every day while you're really really interested in it too because it sort of ties in two things which is one the fact that you are going to learn better if you're immersed in it but if you have the flexibility and freedom to choose what you work on at any point in time you can do the thing that you feel like so for example most recent thing that I've been doing is uh, building an algorithmic trading bot. Oh God. It's slowly losing 50 cents at a time. So, and the plan so is... there's another financial crisis. It's <laughs> Exactly. <you. laughs> I have full well, expectation that it will lose the 100 bucks that I've given it to play with. Didn't they say algorithmic trading is what caused the last GFC and all that? What's the worst that could happen? Uh, a recession? <laughs> eh, sounds Civil like... war after the recession? <laughs> This sounds like, nah, I should be right. The destruction of the planet. <laughs> now, that's, that, that's my AI project. <laughs> Wait till I combine the two. Uh, just on the thing with um, your in-series rather than parallel point, I was thinking the other thing about it that's really good is that it gives you the easy wins. Because if you do a whole bunch of different projects, all the gains are little because you're only mm. working a little bit at a time. So I find that I just get demotivated because nothing's moving fast enough. Yep. Whereas if you do do one thing, you put in the effort and you can see the difference. It's kind of like, you know, if you did a... You get a little tangible thing yeah, at the end of that chunk. why people do crash diets and crash little <laughs> exercise things. Yeah. You can literally see it, even though it's not sustainable. Hmm. Um, like, that stuff is the bad way to do it. But you, if you see the change, you're more motivated to keep going. So yeah, it's kind of like language sense. learning. Like, I tried doing little bits of Duolingo and I just kind of foot bored because I'm like, ah, not learning fast enough. Hmm. Um, Ideally go to said country, yeah. sit there for a few months. <laughs> yeah, except Japan's still locked. <laughs> go to Italy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we can't even go, probably go out in Melbourne very soon. So. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Play hell, i got to go to Perth soon. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, later five problems. Now, hang on, what, what's this VR thing you're talking about? Well, one of the things I sort of... Uh, so we went to a, a VR game called Zero, Zero Latency. It's a place. But basically, they give you uh, VR goggles and you wear a backpack 
which is basically a computer, and you have a yeah, physical gun. Yeah, a Windows computer, <laughs> not a Mac. They're still not Mac. advanced enough, what can I say? <laughs> but the cool thing is, basically, you're in this gigantic warehouse, so you can physically walk around in the real world. So when you wear the goggles, and you feel like you're inside the computer game, so we were in a spaceship shooting at stuff, but when you put the goggles on, you're in that world, and one of the big differences compared to like a VR kit at home is you're physically walking around everywhere. Okay, I gotta say the weirdest bit was you remember that ramp that was yeah. So there's a ramp that looks like it's flat on the ground and it curves up as if you're walking up onto the walls because you know in zero gravity, and it just feels weird. Or like you just have to step forward in reality, but then in VR it curves and it basically you're yeah. now walking up a wall. I think the closest feeling to that is. You know when you go to walk on an escalator, but the escalator is off? Yeah. I always feel like tripping over <laughs> whenever I step on. For the first couple of steps, you're like, something's weird. Yeah. Um, so it sort of had that feeling where you're like, I see what this is supposed to be, but this just doesn't feel right. But um, after playing that, I was like, yeah, I actually want to see how do you build VR worlds. And... What are some of the cool things that you could do from it, you know, beyond just the usual, say, games or photos? Like, how could you combine some of the other stuff, like AI generating photography stuff, weird worlds? Like, uh, who knows? I think it's called The Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. By the way, for some reason, the timer didn't go off. We're oh, about onto our next 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, 10 minutes. What is time? <laughs> oh, God. That's the next one. <laughs> Well, that like like actually, it, it, it ties into uh, our, our random segment, which is BizTalk. Indeed. Uh, so <laughs> this was more to do with someone um, uh, joined my email newsletter, photosbyrafi.com slash Sunday, <laughs> which actually has photos, <laughs> of the, <laughs> which has photos of the VR stuff you talked about. And this is true. Um, just hit, There's like a link that says read previous. And emails. if you're watching, click below. Yes, click below. Um so someone was like, hey, you should talk about finance. I was like, what? <laughs> In terms of random topics, these are getting very sensible. <laughs> but I thought it actually would tie into your Algobot stuff. And also, mm. so not financial advice, giant disclaimer here. Mm. We're not financial professionals. Entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Minotaurs. This is only for entertainment purposes. Yes. Just would you take advice from a couple of guys? Reddit? Who... Yes, you should. <laughs> Just <laughs> <Yolo>. not us. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it was just like, we're good friends, but we have very diverging ways of dealing with things. And yeah. I just thought, just overall... And I'd say we both sort of put a reasonable amount of thought into them as well. It's not just a random back-of-the-envelope style. Well, it is back-of-the-envelope, but it's like... Yeah, but it's considered. It, it, with it's lots considered. of envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess, goes into your one, which is a system of a lot of envelopes. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. That's, well, what a segue. Um, yeah, so I, well, I think this is where it all comes into the sort of person you are and your outlook on life. So I, I'm, so going back to your AI virtual gaming stuff, I'm much more of a defensive player in most computer games. Mm. So it turns out that I play better defensively on assets than I do aggressively like your mm. YOLO style um, <laughs> but it seems to work in my hands so mm. for me I'm pretty much what you read in any finance book you know have your staples in 
a little bit of cash, a little bit in shares, in property or whatever stable safe assets are and uh, go from there. So I have a lot of index funds that I put my money into. Uh, I hold a certain fraction in cash, which is way too high currently because uh, the share market is a bit frothy and a bit too high. And looking at even like the conservative metrics of that, without getting into all the nitty gritty, it's just because of the really, really low interest rates around the world, people are looking for a return on their investment, like especially people with lots of cash that are living off their investments. So they're putting it into shares because that's the only thing that'll generate enough return for them to live off. Hmm. So be it retirees or just be it fund managers and whatnot. So as a result, it's just like any other supply demand thing. The price of shares has gone right up based on just like, you know, things that should be, it's basically like saying, hey, if you if you went to your local grocery store and milk is normally two dollars is now six dollars would you still buy the same milk like if you really needed it you yeah you sell would. the milk for eight dollars tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so this is what it's become is that people are doing exactly that you probably need well, let's pick another staple i don't know bread rice some sort of carb uh, <laughs> instead of milk because i'm sure there's lots of lactose intolerance <laughs> but let's say like rice or something mm. right beans whatever um you Actually, need a certain amount of index is being going up too <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. All the indexes are going up, yeah. but the intrinsic value of what you think like mm. rice should be worth or what it normally costs to produce mm. um, is low. It's just that there's this huge demand for return on investment. Um, and as a result, I've kind of just gotten all, everything's a bit overvalued. Um, I put it away in uh, like building up my little cash pile, if you like, just to like normally I'll just invest regularly. It's like the dollar cost averaging a mm. little bit over time, yada, yada. Uh, but the other thing is we're in a fortunate position of being able to have a long horizon for investing. Mm. So I've been trying to learn from you and do a bit more YOLO stuff, which is uh, instead of your one, which is like, I, I don't play well <laughs> in that field, is uh, trying to find like tiny companies that have zero cash flow that are just concepts really, but they've mm. kind of got a company structure together that I think would be a uh, good idea, I mm. even if it's uh, not a commercial idea, but uh, like one of them um, that's actually done really well is a transparent seller panel company. Because I'm mm. like, if you think about it, as societies develop, everyone moves into cities. That just seems to be the trend. Like over and over again, you do the same things. You can't really put solar panels on tall buildings because I mean, the surface area is so tiny, but everything turns to glass. Like look at any developed city, predominantly all the buildings are covered in glass. So if you could have them as solar panels, That'd be really cool. So I invested in one company, um, which is currently delisted and totally lost all my money there <laughs> because, um, and I'm not even kidding, the, the, the lead scientist went for a hike and got crushed by a tree. <laughs> along See, with, with why was this not part of your investment <laughs> research? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I mean, it's very tragic, but it's just like, thinking of it from a financial point of view, like, you, you can't account for that, right? <laughs> um, that's like key personnel risk right there. But one of the other companies, that does the same thing. Uh, I invested in like little bits in a lot of them. That's gone up like fivefold. So I was like, okay. Uh, but at the same time, I never expected that because there's such tiny things that like I, I, I don't know how to sell out of it and put it into conservative mm -hmm. things. So there's stuff that I'm working on. Uh, but your approach, on the other hand. Well, a little bit different. So I guess, especially since I was a registrar reasonably recently, where my approach What does that was, mean? So as a registrar, basically still in training. Um, so that was still till the end of last year, I guess, yeah. um, where essentially your, what, what you earn as a registrar, what you earn afterwards is a bit different. Um, and so the way I saw it was actually a as a registrar. A different being like a multiple difference. Yeah, large difference. 
And so for me, the way I looked at things was actually during registrar time, uh, rather than trying to save as much as I could and try to keep that aside. Well, I have very little actual, you know, expenses requirements. So any spare cash I do have, I'd rather put that into highly risky things because even if it all disappears, it doesn't really impact me too much. I don't have dependents that, you know, mm. to mouths to feed, etc. So if I throw some money at something and nothing happens from it, eh, not to the end of the world. And I guess it's a lucky thing to be in that position. Um, and also from that, some of those things work out pretty well. Um, Such as? Well, crypto back in the day, that was great. When that you were was building uh, <laughs> the mining rigs in my yeah. shed. <laughs> <laughs> so I started off with just back in the day reading random tech blog stuff and going, ah, pretty sure drug dealers will be using this. There might be something in it. <laughs> uh, I believe you were like, hey, hey, can I use your shed? So he built this mining rig, which my cat disappeared into because it was so hot. <laughs> and then one day I, I came home and he's like, yeah, so uh, the mining rig said, do you want me to build you one? And I was in the middle of exams and I said, look, I'll actually fail if I start <laughs> reading into it. And then he's like, also, I got you a fire extinguisher in case your house burns down. I'm like, what? Well, you know, safety-ish. <laughs> Most of the mining rigs are built in uh, geothermal plants <laughs> is the ideal place. Or in a shed. Both <laughs> work. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes those pay off. Most of the times they don't. But it's also things like, for example, startups or investing in yourself. So me doing startups and being able to sort of use my spare cash to support myself to do that is technically a high-risk well, investment. Actually, the, the interesting thing was just like, you know, you're getting approached by the random VC firm stuff recently for yeah. just your interests that you have in AI and ML and stuff. Yeah, and, and so I guess in a sense that's kind of like something that's paid off in the sense that I've had that flexibility to just spend money on, you know, insert myself doing random things just because it's fun. So what have you done and what has happened? Just so, for example, in that space now with ophthalmology and AI, uh, it's a reasonably small niche area in the sense that it's not the biggest area in the world, but it's definitely a growing one and it's a fairly small niched one. So the nice thing is now, because I have been able to comfortably, you know, at Stanford to research and some other projects, get pretty good at doing ophthalmic AI and ophthalmic data analytics, it means that it's now a valuable skill set, which, you know, it's a bit of a long shot to do and acquire said skills and hope that people come after you for it, but it's but, paid but off. I'll just uh, summarize, I think what you said a couple of weeks ago is like, yeah, so there's this uh, startup that's been spending three years trying to do this model. I did a better one on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, you can kind of... Uh, I think it was just like the things you were learning was exactly what they needed, but they didn't yeah, know it. It just happens to be, you know, right place, right time. <laughs> and you just happen to learn some stuff together. And, you know, that was putting together some stuff I learned building consumer apps <laughs> yeah. together with some data analytics stuff. And oh, I suppose that's what the high risk part is. But when yeah. it pays off, it's like the rewards are multiples of the... Exactly. Yeah. And then on, so on the finances front, I guess that's where our approaches diverge a bit, where I'm like, yeah, well, right now I'd rather take it a bit more on the risky front, so things like startups, etc. Um, and that's where I'd put my money, because right now I don't have any urgent need for cash. All right, but would you change to a more safe and stable later down the track? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's the a bit other of a question like literally of when. Back to front. <laughs> yeah, so you're going with the safe and stable approach first, and then once you have enough, 
then go <laughs> yellow it where I'm like well there's very little so if I can 10x very little then it'll mean something <laughs> if it goes to zero it also means very little Alrighty, well that was our that was actually smack bang on the next 10 minute segment uh, one thing I you probably have some ideas on is with the whole finance AI like fintech whatever mm. the hell that means where do you think any ideas on where it's going in the future um well, I think one of the things is there's a push to decentralization of a lot of things uh, and I think while the whole you know Bitcoin bubble I'm not you know big believer in it itself I think where the value is going to come from is from uh, the underlying uh, sort of concepts of blockchain and crypto in general rather than necessarily one coin being the winner or loser okay what do you mean because like unless you're in yeah. the world like so without going into it without means... going into it and making it a bitcoin talk basically the concept that everybody can have a shared agreement of what has happened which is not told by one person so typically so that's the blockchain that you're describing correct. so for example at the moment the bank has the records of who has what money and you're trusting that the bank is not lying um, but what if there was a way that everybody could agree upon some information so like if, like you write it on I don't know like the public square yeah it's like exactly you write it on a piece of paper and put it up on the public square notice board and there's some sort of magical system which means that everybody trusts that what's written up on that magical notice board hasn't like everyone's been watching all the time when yeah. someone writes in there's a whole bunch of people watching it there's a whole big bunch of people, you know, making sure people aren't doing anything dodgy on it. And, yeah. there's and magic... that would be Bitcoin mining, right? Like you, that's the equation. That's you're the solving. whole sort of, yeah, it's the, it's the concept of a shared ledger, yeah. which is what crypto runs on. Yeah. And so that can enable things like some interesting, you know, smart contracts where they can be automatically executed based on deliverables. And it's all very, very early days at the moment. Um, and it's not really going to be in practical use for a while, I don't think. And even things like the vaccine passports it's an international problem so well actually i was thinking even more broader than that because if you think about it like the way traditional media covers news like actual we seem to be in a post-truth world where mm. you can just make up stuff like yeah. you probably need a version of this to just document what's happening yeah because people just go back and say no no i never said that and then half the web pages just disappear from certain news sources and, and also done. now with AI, you can fake a lot of videos and yeah. news and make it look very realistic. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm with you on this one on like blockchain, just being a version of truth that we can kind of go, dear God, let's just, it's it, it's fine. Um, and I don't think it's definitely, it's not here yet, but it's something that I think perhaps in the next five, ten years, I think it's gonna it have could to, be right? just to see where it goes. Because <laughs> there's just so many alternative facts out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. facts. <laughs> all right so i thought we'd finish up with random question of the week and this one just came to me this morning because i was like i got up and i saw the light outside i was like yes i'm on leave i'm gonna go fly my drone and i literally <laughs> nice. got up got changed and ran out the door and it was the days that uh you know you can't help but jump out of bed because you're so excited what do they have in common for you i know the biggest one for me is good sleep and usually it's not the first day of good sleep, like, you know, when you've had a crappy week, you haven't slept well, and then you have one night of good sleep, eh, okay, it's that second night of good sleep for me, wake up, feel like a million bucks, like, ready to do anything, 
And the other time is when I'm really, really deep into a project where you go to sleep thinking about it and then you're like, oh, I have an idea. You're like, oh, I should probably sleep. And you wake up and you're like, that idea, I need to do it now. Yeah. I think for, for me, I'm, I'm on the second bit. Like sleep is less of an issue for me. Uh, that's hmm. used to have always been the case where I can function pretty well. But as I get older, yeah, need it more and more. Old man uh, But I think the thing I found is the days where I know that I'm going to be working on something that I like, so kind of like your uh, interesting idea problem, but mm. is the days that I'm not so tired that I have a few minutes before going to sleep going, hey, I wonder what I should do tomorrow, and I have a little pre-plan. So like mm. look through my to-do list and just earmark a couple of things. And it can be, like for me, it can just be chores. Like if the house is too dirty, hmm. And I'm just too tired to do anything now. But like for me, if it's dirty and untidy, it's like a physical need to clean up. Yeah. And I just go, tomorrow morning, first thing I'm going to do is tidy it all up and then I'll be okay. Mm. So it can be something as mundane as that. But like today, it was just like, I've been meaning to go fly the drone in the morning for a while. So I was like, oh, it looks like pretty good light. I just missed it. It just got a bit hazy. It was like, ah, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so that was literally get changed. And I think I was out the door within 10 minutes of waking up. Nice. Um, Still just missed it because I was walking quite a bit far. But I think it's like having the pre-plan, especially if you put in something that you really, for whatever reason, it can be not excitable per se, but it could be just this thing that you really want to get done. If you highlight it as like the key task of the day, the mm. night before, I wake up going, yeah, got to get up and get it done. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah, the light also definitely helps. The light? Yeah, like good light in the morning, a good sunlight. Sunrise. Yeah, 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 sunrise. yeah. That also works. All right. Well, that that's uh, pretty random, and I'm getting a phone call, so I will have to go because I don't know if the video stopped. Because <laughs> random. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for now. And please, please send a voicemail. Yes. <laughs> so voicemail it up. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash brandint. Uh, you can hit the button, put in any name, any email address. It doesn't actually check. You can record a voicemail because we want to play one here. And <laughs> if you have any feedback, it's podcast at photosbyraffi.com until we go and get the random like URL at some point. Oh, yeah. Maybe if we do 10, that can be a reward. <laughs> okay, okay. At 10. Well, email might change. And uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. And also, if you have any random segment ideas... Mm, let us know. Or if you want me to ask him any questions... <laughs> <laughs> With pre-planning. <laughs> Yeah, dear God. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. Let me think upon that. Hey, look, there's a picture Silence. on the wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, adios for yet another episode. Oh, and one last random thing. Um, going totally against the random part oh, of it. No. <laughs> we're going to try and release it every second Friday. Yes. Just to have some sort of a schedule because uh, unless we do that, it'll be like those intermittent gaps like we hmm. just had. We're kind of good, then we yeah. kind of got a bit slack. So every second Friday, which means we've got to get it done. Hello. Hiya. That's the thingy volume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're becoming professionals. Hiya, <laughs> content library. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be content calendar and content content. <laughs> Potato. Okay, with that, adios.